three weeks until Lent starts. St. Paul writes to us in the epistle, 1 Corinthians, Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a, a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. While I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I pommel my body, I chastise my body, and subdue it, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. I want you to know, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate of the same supernatural food, and all drank the same supernatural drink. For they drank from the supernatural rock which followed them. The rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things are warnings for us. Do not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to dance. You must not indulge in immortality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put the Lord to the test, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as a warning. But they were written down for our instruction, upon whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. But with temptation will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, shun the worship of idols. Shun the worship of idols. No, we're not worshiping Pachamamas, but we tend to worship the goods of the earth. The gravy train stuff that we love, all the pleasures. We're pleasure seekers. We have to be Jesus seekers. That means enduring the cross. Embracing it. Like St. Paul says, chastise the body. Get it in line. St. Paul writes about the Israelites, God's chosen people. God was not pleased with them. They were overthrown in the wilderness. You have to admit it. God is not overly pleased with us. Because we're gravy trained, backsliding Catholics. Gospel today is from the 20th chapter of Matthew. Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too. Whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Going out about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. He said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said, Go into the vineyard too. 
When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers, pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. When those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the householder, saying, These worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. At last first we see hope. The last will be first. The first will be last. God knows that we're, we're, we're uh, gravy trained, backsliding Catholics. But he's willing to put us in the state of sanctifying grace. If we just cooperate, get into the vineyard. It's got to be like St. Paul in that first reading. Get into the vineyard. Get busy cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Prayer, sacraments, penance. Cooperate with him. As pitiful as we are, last as we are, we can be first. We can be sanctified. It's possible to die in the state of sanctifying grace and be saved. But we must cooperate. Get into the vineyard and cooperate. Baltimore Catechism on the Sacrament of Matrimony. What is the Sacrament of Matrimony? It is a sacrament which unites a Christian man and woman in lawful marriage. Can a Christian man and woman be united in lawful marriage in any other way than by the sacrament of matrimony? No, because Jesus raised marriage to the dignity of a sacrament. Can the bond of Christian marriage be dissolved by any human power? No. What are the effects of the sacrament of matrimony? It gives three. To sanctify the sacrificial love of husband and wife. Two, to give them grace to bear with each other's weaknesses. Three, to enable them to bring up children in the fear and love of God. To receive the sacrament of matrimony worthily, is it necessary to be in a state of grace? Yes, and to comply with the laws of the church. Who has the right to make laws concerning the sacrament of marriage? Says the church alone has the right to make laws concerning the sacrament of marriage. Though the state also has the right to make laws concerning the civil effects of the marriage contract. So says the church alone has the right to make laws concerning the sacrament of marriage. So, that begs a question. Does the church have the, can the church make a law saying that uh, two guys can get married? No, because any laws the church makes cannot contradict the law of God, who says marriage is between a man and a woman. So don't fall for that one. Does the church forbid the marriage of Catholics with persons who have no religion or a different religion? Answer is yes, because 
those that have no religion or a different religion, these marriages generally lead to indifference, loss of faith, and to the neglect of the religious education of the children. Why do many marriages prove unhappy? Because they are entered into hastily, without worthy motives. Finally, it says Christians should prepare for a holy and happy marriage by receiving the sacrament of confession and Holy Eucharist, by begging God to grant them a pure intention and to direct their choice, and by seeking the advice of their parents and the blessings of their pastors. And Latin for the day, Sed libero nos amalo, but deliver us from evil. The last petition of the Our Father, we're asking God to protect us from evil, namely evil spirits. <laughs>